This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. From the After Nine Podcast Studios, this, this is After Nine with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to After 9. Kat is off today, as she'll be back on Thursday. Dave Blizzard filled in on our radio shows today, and he's going to join us on After 9. How are you? Hello. I saw that Seinfeld episode on the weekend, so I had to bring it up. First and foremost, I think it is essential to point out that not only are you here filling in for Kat, you're here filling in for Kat the morning after your first preseason men's league or uh, co-ed league game. Yeah, uh, what a game last night. What a I know everyone on the Afternoon podcast always wants an update on what's been going on with the OB run Kenobis. So here you go is an update. We played last night and we won 14 to 6 was the final score. Did you guys kill him? Did you get like extra rowdy in the handshake afterwards? <laughs> body check them yeah. <laughs> nice I, game fuckers you know i actually took second base um on a on a hit and and i re- i was going full steam and the guy who was playing second base on this side he's like oh i thought i was gonna get railroaded there for a second because <laughs> i was coming full steam ahead and i was like he, i'm like yeah you're lucky you took a step to the left because i i can't promise that i wouldn't have smashed into you. <laughs> I, i'm naturally wobbly anyway i might have done it as well but totally unintentional i've discovered two things about myself one is that my bones uh, at this point in my life are made of stale melba toast and could snap at any moment <laughs> and turn to dust uh and i also have the uh the stamina of a beanbag chair right right were you winded when you got to first base oh yeah were you like calling for a measurement is that a standard <laughs> distance from plate to home to first i don't know I that, that's a long way i need a timeout i need an oxygen tank why do they have oxygen tanks at first base after a single <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not like you legged out a triple no on a single and it's not a full 90 feet either it's, oh, it's, it's a it's, softball diamond, right? Yeah, it's in a little bit, right? So I don't know the exact measurement of it, but it was it was not the full 90. So um, an athlete, I am not. Lots to get to in this episode of After 9, but I'll tell you now, it's going to be a little bit shorter over the next couple of days because Dave's very busy and he has a lot on the go, and that's just fine. Um, the Raptors made the decision to let Nick Nurse go as head coach, even though he coached them to a world championship, and now he's signing with... The Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, that hurts. That's a stinger. You know, Philadelphia kind of flies under the radar as a douchey city, but they really are. And and I they fly under the radar is that I think it's pretty well known. Well, I mean, when I think of like the the real obnoxious fans, I mean, I think of New York. I think of mm-hmm. Boston, places like that. Not so much Philadelphia. They don't get that top tier level asshole credit, but they are. I think certain sports they used to, and it's kind of tamed out a little bit. Like the Flyers fans were brutal for a long time. Phillies fans were brutal for a long time. Eagles fans were pretty obnoxious and and hard to stomach. Still are. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They still are. Well, good luck to Nick Nurse. He was great for the city. He was great for the organization. He's exactly what they needed when they needed it. And I understand that they had to move on. I don't know that this current crop with him as coach is going to go much further than they did this year. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Unfortunately, I I think he's going to take Philadelphia right to a championship. It was a good chance. Yeah, I mean, he's a smart guy. I liked him a lot. I got to interact with him a few times, and he just 
just a really good guy. Uh, so it's a bummer to see him leaving the organization. You never want to see a good guy go, but um, he is going to, I think he's going to do great in Philly. I think he's going to fit right in. I was hoping he would go out to the West Coast because there was conversations about him potentially taking over uh, Portland or uh, Phoenix was yeah. another one. Um, uh, Houston was another one yes. that was discussed. And I was like, oh, that would be good. But now they're going to play the Raptors a lot. <laughs> so he's going to see them quite a bit this year. Detroit also needs a head coach, too. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad he didn't end up there. Me, too. Hey, if you were pregnant, we'll mm. go hypothetically, but very 2023. If you were pregnant, would you go to a music festival? Oh. Like, if you were, like, eight, mm. nine months, would I catch you at Veld or something like that? Probably not. No. A California woman became a mom in the blink of an eye when she went into labor while attending the Electric Daisy Carnival in Las Vegas, the dance music festival. Zed was on stage at the time performing when the woman suddenly went into labor. She says she wasn't entirely sure what was going on. After seeing a medic, doctors determined she needed to go to the hospital. They came back and they're like, because of how far along you are, we'd prefer you go to the hospital. Nope, no time. She gave birth at the festival. You don't understand. I, I can't go to the hospital yet. He hasn't told us to put our hands up for the 3,000th time. Wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> Those festivals just, they're great. I guess for some people, but I can't. It's just constant. Make some noise. Put your hands, Put your hands up. up. Everybody jump. And one, I'm like, two, one, two, three, drop. I'm like, fuck off. I've, <laughs> I've made noise. I put my hands in the air once. How many times do I have to do this? Am yeah. I under arrest? <laughs> yeah. At what point am I no longer uh, required to put my hands up? When, when have I hit the quota of hands upness? Yeah. The base. God damn it. Your stomach will vibrate for days after you've been to one of those things. And and let me just say this. And I was going to start by saying this isn't a knock on, on DJs, but maybe it is a little bit. Um, some DJs are really good on the microphone. Others are terrible. Yep. And those who are terrible don't seem to know that. Yeah. And nobody around them seems to tell them that. Right. If you're a DJ who's actually gaining some prominence and you're you're showing up at shows and you're you're getting paid to to do some pretty big gigs and some festivals and that hire a professional MC yeah. somebody that can properly hype up what you're doing because it, it it's bad when you when it's bad it's really bad when it's bad it, just a small piece of advice from somebody who's been to these shows and thought Oh, the last thing you should have in your hand is a microphone mm-hmm. you're really good as a DJ and you're you're entertaining but stop talking and there's some who know that, and, and those are smart people, the dead mouses of the world. He's like, I'm not an MC. Yeah. Uh, Tiesto's like that, too. He doesn't do a whole lot of talking, but he's also got an accent, and he's a little hard to understand with festival-type speakers. <laughs> Did he say put my hands up or make some noise? I don't know which one to do. Yeah. <laughs> when you're just waiting there in limbo trying to figure out your next move. Is it hand, hands up or make some hands up? What did he say? I don't know. <laughs> Dave, a man has built a, what he calls, dream house. For his dog at a staggering cost of $20,000. It's a step up from your standard uh, dog basket or blanket on the floor. This new state-of-the-art pup pad comes fitted with its own mini fridge, a bedroom just for the dog, and a TV that plays squirrel clips on loop. Colossal waste of money. Isn't it, though? I Yeah. My wife has spent money on dog beds. And things that she would assume would make the comfort level of the dogs greater. You know what they do with it? 
They chew it until it's in pieces. And then they go and sleep on a blanket on the floor. Yeah. They love it. Or if you've recently received a package, they'll hop right in that oh, box yeah. and just chill in the box. They'd prefer to be there than on the bo- the big giant bed that you just purchased for them that I trip over all the time. I'm, but I'm not talking about me in particular here. $20,000. It's basically a shed. He basically built a shed with a sleeping area and a fridge. I have a feeling it's more for him. He just sort of spun it as for the dog. And frankly, I'm here for those kind of lies. I would do the same thing if I wanted a really pimped out shed. I would tell my girlfriend it's for the dog. So did this uh, this person's partner have anything to say about this? Uh, it looks kind of young. I don't know if he's married or not. Uh, I, I don't really know if there was an issue with it. I think it's a good way to uh, stay single for a while. <laughs> so what are your hobbies? Well, I spent $20,000 building my dog a, a nice place to live. Don't you think, though, in some weird way, some girl would be like, oh, you're the best. It depends what he's like with the rest of his money. But I would also say that if he's got twenty grand to spend on building a doghouse, then maybe he's well off. A driver in Edinburgh, Scotland, ended up being hit with a double whammy. After an attack of diarrhea, he received Mm. a $45 fine from local bylaw because he had to leave his car where it was. Walter Grieve was charging up his electric vehicle at the local library hub when he was struck with that feeling, that little rumbly in his tummy. Knowing he'd be hit with a fine for not getting getting his car out of there in time, the man emailed counsel to explain what happened. (laughs) What an email you have to create. <laughs> like, what a situation. I got to send them an email. This guy got such abhorrent diarrhea that he had to abandon his car. Apparently, it was there for six to seven hours. And apparently, when he came back, there was, sure enough, a ticket on the car. So he wrote a letter to counsel explaining, hey, listen, fuck, I was really sick. My tummy didn't feel good. I was like pissing out of both ends and yeah, you know it's six or seven hours now seems a little excessive now maybe i kind of understand why they gave him the ticket seven hours of crippling diarrhea i don't oh man i don't know i don't think i've ever been there where i'm like seven hours seven hours seven hours his car was in that particular spot like at some point you're empty like was he, <laughs> like was he just refilling while he was on the toilet you know sometimes you ever when you're going pee think Wow, I don't remember drinking that much water. I guess the same thing would apply if you're you're on the, the toilet having the, the squirts. But if this guy's like lactose intolerant, like is he sitting there just chugging chocolate milk or something? Like he's, he's just <laughs> just gotta keep filling up the, the tank. A lot of seven hours is a lot of time to fill, friends. Like that's 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 a lot of diarrhea, right? Seven hours? It's a lot. Did he have like emotionally damaging diarrhea and then he passed out? I don't know. I would hope that at some point somebody came and hooked him up to an IV because you're you're putting out more than is going in and your body doesn't like that. Did he check the toilet to see if his spleen was in there or something? Because again, I'm stuck on the time. Seven hours. That just that's I. uh, There's something way worse going on if that's what's happening. I'm going to play something here for you. Uh, Some runners like distance runners say they don't even remember winning a race because there was so much adrenaline going through them that they basically blacked out. Well, that's not exactly how it went down this time for a 19-year-old Canadian named Delaney who just won the women's race in the Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling and Wake. That's an annual event in England where people race down a very steep 200-yard long hill 
chasing a wheel of double Gloucester cheese. Can I just say that I thought that I had scoured most of the internet, but you're in a different place if you find that on the internet because I've never it. stumbled onto that thing. I don't know what universe you're, you're searching to find that race to sign up for. But that's a corner of the internet that I have never been in. Someday I'm going to teach a class on how Scott preps for the podcast. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you here, Delaney didn't realize that she'd won the race until long after the race because she woke up in the medical tent. Ooh. She says, you know, I'm going to play it. This woman didn't just fall down the hill. This woman went ass over tea kettle Aww. and was rolling like the cheese to the point where she knocked herself out. Oh, that's a vicious tumble. But did it at such an appropriate time that she rolled right over the finish line and finished first, <laughs> unconscious. That's great. It's fucking crazy. Uh, let me play just a little bit of her after she found out she won. I'm good. Now that I remember it, I'm good. <laughs> um, I remember running and then I hurt my head. And then I woke up in the tent despite the injuries. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. You have a concussion for life. <laughs> she should say, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. You ran down a steep 200-yard hill chasing a rolling wheel of cheese and knocked yourself unconscious because you fell. Yeah, that's a, just a universe that I, I cannot relate to. I just, you know what I think I'm going to do this weekend? <laughs> just chase a giant wheel of cheese down a hill. <laughs> It's a big event, apparently. Yeah. What do you got going on this weekend? Oh, I'm going to have some friends over and I'm going to watch the game. What about you? I'm going to go run down a hill and chase a giant wheel of cheese. But doesn't that seem like something great that you can make your drunk friends do? You know how drunk people will do just about anything you put them up to? Yeah. Make them run down a hill and chase that roll of cheese. I'll bet you they'll do it. Maybe they'll knock themselves out, too. It'd be great content. I'm going to roll this baby bell down the hill and you just have to run after it until, <laughs> until you get a concussion. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, a couple of senior pranks have made the news already, and it's early in senior prank season. Some kids in Fort Meade, Maryland, that's just outside of Baltimore, listed their high school for sale on Zillow. $42,069 asking price. That's $420 and $69. <laughs> I get it. They described it as a 12,500 square foot half working jail with 20 bedrooms and 15 bathrooms. Quote, all 15 bathrooms come with sewage issues, and there's a nice spacious kitchen and dining room with a private basketball court. Mm. That's the gym. The school played along <laughs> for a while, and then they pointed out, you vastly underestimated our price. We would not sell for $42,500 or $42,069 
to be specific. Uh, eventually, Zillow did pull down the listing, but that's a good harmless prank, I think. Right? Absolutely. There's no real victim in any of this. Then there's the next one. This school, not happy in Burlington, North Carolina. As a senior prank, the seniors went in and dumped all kinds of powdered concrete into the toilets and urinals. They turned it into cement. $4,000 in damage. That seems like a low amount of damage, though, doesn't it? Well, I don't know how much a urinal costs these days. I've actually thought about putting one in my man cave downstairs. Urinals are gross. Why? The spray back and all that. I hate using a urinal because I'm just like... Especially when when you, you you know other people, they don't flush, they don't do what they're supposed to do, and you're peeing and you're you're bouncing their pee back onto your hands, and it's vile, vile, it's disgusting. Toilets is the way to go. We've we were good at toilets. We didn't need urinals. We still don't need them today. <laughs> toilets was just fine. A new report says for the first time ever, more than half of the newly completed condo investors in the GTA are losing money on their rental properties. CIBC and Urban Nation says the majority of investors rent generated by newly completed units was lower than the mortgage cost, condo fee, and property taxes combined. It's a lot. The the fees add up big time. What I don't understand is, because we seem to talk about nothing but housing in this province, in this country right now, and, and that's great that they're building all kinds of them. I mean, that should bring down condo prices anyway for for very many people however when people are complaining that their rent is too high and now we hear that half of those unit owners aren't even making money anyway something's wrong if you own the place and can't make any money as a rental and you're still charging rent that's far higher than people have ever paid in history where does the money come from where Right. And the banks are making so much money off of this. The interest rates has got all of them into the billion dollar quarterly profits. Three billion dollars last quarter for RBC and people that own these condos charging three thousand dollars a month for rent still can't make ends meet. There's somebody listening to this podcast who's going to say what a dumb thing Dave just said. But I'm going to say it anyway. I, I, I just because I've never experienced that side of it. I don't know what the business of a bank is like. What do they do with the profits? What do they spend the money on other than naming rights for for arenas and stuff like that? What do they spend the money on? A lot of it goes to their shareholders in the form of dividends. So that's really it. It's really just buy stocks in the bank. A lot of them are doing quite well in life. Yeah. Wow. A lot of those stocks, though, are owned by like pension funds and things like that. So, I mean, hey, they do make money. Maybe indirectly you'll get a little bit of it back. But I mean, when they've more than doubled some people's mortgages in the last year, I just... uh, I don't understand how this is sustainable. And they're talking about another interest rate hike next week. So there's that. And then if you decide, you know what, I can't afford this this variable mortgage rate because it keeps going up and up and up. And I, I just don't make that kind of money. You sell and then you rent a place and then your rent keeps going up mm-hmm. and your condo fees keep going up. And it gets mm-hmm. downloaded to the final last person in line who always happens to be the, the either the tenant or the owner who it really just... They're out of ways to make money to make ends meet. It's always how it works out. Trustees with the York Catholic District School Board have voted against a motion that would allow pride flags to fly in front of its education centers through the month of June. The YCDSB voted six to four in favor of the motion, sorry, against the motion last night. Even the chair, Frank Alexander, one of the trustees who voted not in favor, 
He even had a few people removed from the room after the announcement was made because of bad behavior. This thing has been a contentious mess for three years, four years now, about whether or not to hang the pride flag outside schools and government buildings. And frankly, I don't understand why the higher levels of government aren't just stepping in here. Now, these trustees, whether you agree with them or not, were elected by voters in York Region. So they are elected. They do have a mandate. And if they say no, then I would assume they're reflecting the the wishes of the majority of their constituents. But when there's this much indecisiveness and you've got some boards that are going all in hanging pride flags in every classroom and outside the school and you've got others that won't even fly it outside the school it seems like there's too much inconsistency here that somebody should really just make a decision about whether we do or don't do this well go back to what you were saying about how these these are public servants these are people who are elected to work for you and if they don't represent your beliefs then you don't vote for them Well, people don't take school trustee very seriously. I mean, we have elections every four years municipally, and you look, and you could have a city where the mayor wins with with 80,000 votes. The number of votes, people that actually cast a ballot for school board trustee is down in the hundreds. Yeah. Like, these are voters that actually went to vote and still didn't vote in that category because they don't know anything about it or they don't care. You need to care because then these stories happen and you're outraged by it. Some of this has to do with your decision yeah, and what you decide and who you decide to put into power. Well, it's uh, it, it's definitely a, a controversial decision if for no other reason. But when you look at the comments from the various media outlets that have reported on this story, I was looking at a global thread earlier. It's amazing to me how evenly split it is on social media. Some people are, are quite fine to say that's terrible and move on. Others are getting very, very personal in their attacks and other people are, are scared. Uh, it's crazy that we still have to go through this every couple of months with a different school board when they're all funded by the same level of government and that government is funded by the taxpayers. I don't understand why at a provincial level we don't just step in and make a decision here. And abolish the school boards altogether. If if you ask me, that's the right way to go. How many times have we said this, though? When are they going to step in and say something? And nobody wants to get in get their hands dirty. How often does this seem to happen? Uh, I don't know that we've ever put it to the government like that. Why don't you step in and say, blanket across the board, we either do this or we don't do this. But it's weird that we're having the debates in, in such small little corners of the province when we should probably have the conversation on a provincial level, if not a national level. Yeah, and then it gets gets down to the nitty-gritty of, uh, oh, well, it's happening at these small levels, so we can ignore it. That's exactly what they do. They ignore it because they figure, <laughs> somebody else can deal with that hot potato. I yeah. don't want any part of it. Uh, you know what? I think we're good. I, I think we covered a, a few different uh, topics. Oh, one more. One more. Alberta's United Conservative Party rode a wave of rural support last night to a renewed majority in Alberta. The NDP made it close, but not that close when you look at the actual seat count. Uh, During her victory speech, the re-elected Premier, Danielle Smith, says it's time to put the personal and political attacks in the rearview mirror and get down to business (laughs) for the people of Alberta. Uh, Then she took aim at the Prime Minister, vowing to fight the federal government's plan to bring in new restrictions on electricity generation from natural gas. Can you go back and read the whole thing about putting the personal attacks aside? Can you say that part one more time? 
During her victory speech, the re-elected Premier Danielle Smith said it's time to put the personal and political attacks in the rearview mirror. Was she doing the jerk-off hand thing while she was saying that the whole time? <laughs> I didn't see it. I only heard the clip. Like, we need to stop talking about the other guys. And by the way, your prime minister is the goddamn devil. And he wants to eat your children. You know what, though? There's a lot of people that hate the guy, and, and there's a lot of people that love the guy. He's a very polarizing individual. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that, that don't understand why they hate him or don't really understand why they love him. It's but, just team sports. We've said it a billion times. I don't want to break it down again. It's partisan. It's hackery. It's right down the, the, you know, there's a line in the middle, and you pick what side you're on. And no matter what that person does, if they're on your team, you support them. That's that's just the way it is now. That's the same thing uh, with every prime minister, though, in recent memory. Anyway, yeah. there's people out there who absolutely loathe and hate with a passion Stephen Harper, but they don't actually know why. They can't actually think of a good reason that they don't like him. It'll just be like uh, cuts. Cuts to what? <laughs> you know, like they don't actually know why they don't like the guy. They just know that if he's a conservative, they don't like him. Give me Kretchen. When he was choking that dude out that was heckling him. Remember that? That was a moment that we can all be proud of. That should be one of those Canadian heritage moments that yeah. you see. On That's a total fuck around and find out moment. Absolutely. All that was missing from that picture. If you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google the picture where Trudeau, or not Trudeau, sorry, Kretchen has his like hand around the guy's throat mm -hmm. or like he's about to throttle the guy. The only thing missing is a smoke dangling out of his mouth. You'll come over here, I'm going to smack you around. Like, that's what I got out of that picture. <laughs> uh, it, what a beauty shot that was. Finally, a new study by college ranking and news website Intelligent reveals 33% of college students used chat GPT this past year to complete homework. 12% of college students say they were able to raise their grade point average because of chat GPT to complete some of their homework assignments and almost 80% of post-secondary students say they'd recommend chat GPT to their classmates. Don't the, the profs have a way of figuring out if that was generated by AI? There is definitely a way. Or do they just not care? Maybe part of the lesson is learning how to use AI and letting it do the work. Remember when we were told in school, you need to learn how to do this because you won't have a calculator in your hand forever. Yeah, you know what I have in my hand right now? A calculator. A calculator. Forever. <laughs> For the rest of eternity, I have you a calculator. sleep with that calculator. Yeah. So it, it, maybe we are getting a little dumber. Um, because we're relying on the AI to do the work for us, and that's when the robots will take over. I still don't even know what it is or how it works. Is it an app? Uh, so, well, ChatGPT is a is a website, and you can punch in all kinds of different stuff. Um, questions you can ask it to tell you a joke. You can ask it to write jokes. Like, there's all sorts of different reasons and uses for it. Um, I I caution this with a big, big, gigantic blanket of. Let's just learn how to use it so it doesn't learn how to use us. Right. Dun, dun, dun. And I got to go. Oh, you do. And so do I. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. We will see you tomorrow with another episode of After 9.